Leave Bruce Willis alone. Hot take, ladies and gentlemen. Bruce Willis should be able to wear whatever he wants or not wear whatever he wants whenever and wherever he wants to or doesn't want to. That's my stance. Write it up. Write it up right now. Now, Bruce Willis is in some hot water for refusing to wear uh, the whatever man, uh, the, the, the COVID mask. He was kicked out of a Rite Aid pharmacy for not complying. And I think that the Rite Aid store owners were in the wrong. I think Bruce Willis should be exempt from any of these COVID rules. I think there's several celebrities. I think there's a list of several celebrities that should be exempt. Arnold Schwarzenegger won. Denzel. I think uh, John Cho. Add some diversity in there. Vivica A. Fox. I don't know. These are all people that are just coming. I don't know why uh, John Cho was the front of my brain. I didn't really even like Harold and Kumar. But I, I do think that Bruce Willis should be able to wear what the guy played John McClane, for God's sake. He liberated Nakatomi Plaza in Dyer. Does that not mean anything to anybody anymore? Kids these days, they have no soul, they value nothing. Now, granted, I didn't grow up in the 80s when that movie first came out. It was it, Die Hard was more of a hand-me-down film for me. My dad showed me it one summer and I fell in love with it. And it's 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 a movie that I cherish around the holiday season. But no, I think that Bruce Willis should be able to just do whatever the hell he wants. He's, Bru he's Bruce Willis. I'm, I'm Younger people, the people who are condemning him online, saying that he's an out-of-touch old man, fucking respect your elders, okay? Know who's sacred and who's not to our culture. And besides, Bruce Willis doesn't care anymore. This is, this, this is what happens. This is your mindset after the guy from Punked fucks your wife. And I still think that that was just one big prank. I think that Ashton Kutcher just, and Demi Moore, they just hooked up behind the scenes. Not literally, they just got together and they said, hey, we're going to just, just divorce Bruce and we're going to get together. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move in with you a couple years down the road. Yeah, let's, let's do it. And the two of them just moved in together. Bruce thinking that they're actually, you know, they tied a knot. But really, it was all fabricated just to make him mad. And I think that it, Ashton Kutcher, if there's one thing outside of having Twitter fans and starting all that shit, outside of being a mediocre actor and a very good businessman, because he is a very good businessman, I think that he's going to be in the Guinness Book of World Records for world's longest Bruce Willis prank and maybe prank. I'm sure there's other really long pranks. Like there's some guy who... There's some father who faked dead just to get out of, you know, a shitty marriage situation or family. And he's going to pop up after 25 years and all his daughters have kids and they've moved on. But, you know, they were scarred. They ended up like marrying bikers. And he's just going to come up out of nowhere and say, you know, I wasn't really dead. I just needed some alone time. I needed to go find myself in Tuscany. Anyways, Bruce Willis, just let the guy do... Fuck, like, let the guy go in to get his back pills and leave him alone. And by the way, um, just by looking at Bruce Willis, I don't think he's that social. 
I don't think he's a guy who's mingling with the common folk. So I think you're, I think you're in the clear for COVID with that guy. I don't know. He's got a kind of keep-to-himself vibe. Nothing about Bruce Willis spells out welcoming. I don't know if you've seen his last few movies. He's not exactly the talkative type either. Very wooden. A lot of shit going on. I think that celebrities should be able to talk politics, guys. I don't care. Like, very few of you actually care about the issues to begin with, so why not have a beautiful person just recite them to you on, online in a Zoom meeting? In a, in a, on, not in a meeting, but in, on camera from their home, from their mansion, from their Hollywood. They have a fucking grotto. They have a torture chamber down below, and they're just there's fucking big racks on the back, and they're just staring into the... There's a person fucking upside down with a blindfold on. And here they're just, hey, what's up? What's up, social media? I'd like to talk to you about tax reforms. (laughs) Shut up, you. I said I didn't want my lawn fertilized. I think celebrities should be able to talk politics. All this all this whining about, well, they're so out of touch, they're out of touch. Who the fuck do you want? You don't listen to any... Do you want some vapid, monotone news anchor from Schenectady, New York to tell you what's going on? What? Who do you want? Do you want just a guy... Like, it's just some dude with a bland suit. He's got a haircut... You can tell that his wife is just not happy with the deal that they got, that she's who she's stuck with. And he's getting on every night, and he's, you can tell he's exhausted, but he's just got to read that teleprompter. And it's, it's just a guy, he doesn't even have a colorful tie. You can tell a lot about people, even if their personality is not great, you can at least appreciate their ties a lot of the time. Just a... Something like that's why I think so many people loved Trump. I think that's what wooed them about him. Not so much just him saying crazy shit, but the fact that he just came. It was just a dude with a red tie. He was recognizable from a mile away. There's something about the color red that just it mesmerizes people. It's almost hypnotic. But these news anchors, these people, they're just, they're nobodies, and they're telling you what to think about politics. And, you know, like a tie should have at least, like, like ship's anchors. Like, you know that one? Maybe SpongeBob, if the guy's, you know, got a little mental tweak going on. But there's nothing. It's just the same kind of guy, just some fucking goat who will just put you to sleep. Why not get it? Well, get Ryan Gosling and Jessica Chastain to just lecture you about. I I think it's I think it's hot. I like what they're doing. That's why I still watch the Oscars because I want to take my cues. I want to get my cues from Jordan Peele. Make it interesting. Like let, let's let's spice it up a little. Okay, let's get some concepts brewing. Instead of, you know, just a guy on CNN saying, yeah, things are really happening in the Sudan. 
There was a bombing in the Ukraine. Another nuclear scandal? Who knows? Shit's really starting. That's what I want to hear. A guy just come out. You know, shit's, shit's, shit's really stirring up in Papua New Guinea. There's a fuck ton of trouble south of the equator. Just a guy who doesn't care anymore. Just something that makes it interesting. I want to see at least one nervous breakdown. Similar to Jim Carrey and Bruce Almighty. Just you know, back to you, motherfuckers. Something that just lets me know that I'm still human when I watch these news reports. <laughs> I don't know why I do it anymore to begin. Like, I don't know. Is it a hate watch? It's something. But let's get an interesting show where it's just celebrities saying woke shit all the time. I'd like to see verses. Like, make it like woke verses. Like those things, those verses things that they do now online. It's like the live stream. What verses is, is they'll get two legendary rappers. And the t both rappers will be in a competition. They'll bring their entire catalog or the best of their catalog. And they'll play songs to one and one another. And the audience, the people watching the live stream will get to decide who won. And like, I guess like, there's some money involved and stuff like that. I've only watched really the clips. I saw Snoop versus DMX, which was really cool. And it was really cool because they would both play the best of their hits, really. And it would go on for an hour or so. So DMX would be like, well, I got this song. And everybody would go crazy and he'd, he'd perform it. And then Snoop would be like, yeah, well, I got this song. And he'd perform one of his. And they just each try to one-up each other with their best hits. And it was cool because you'd see, you know, like, DMX, they both, like, they were in competition, but they both be, like, serving as each other's hype men. So DMX would play Rough Riders Anthem, and he'd be like, stop, drop, shut him down, open up, shop. And Snoop would be singing the lyrics along with him. And it was cool. It's like some camaraderie among artists, even though they're both kind of at each other's throats. It's like, you know, and then DMX would do the same for Snoop when he played one of his songs. So it was, it was cool. But I think there should be something similar to that, but with politics. So each celebrity brings their wokest shit to the competition. It's just a du it's dueling wokeness, you know? And it doesn't even need to be conservative against liberal, Republican versus Democrat. It can just be two Democrats. Because I think Snoop and DMX have similar views. It can be like, let's get Meryl Streep versus DiCaprio. And DiCaprio goes, yeah, well, climate change is really like, really, it's melting the world. The ice caps are going to be no more in the next like 20 years. We're all going to be drowning except for me because I get to be on a rocket ship that flies to Pluto. And then Meryl Streep goes, equal pay. Equal pay. And she just, that line on loop. And then the, just another woke thing. So then DiCaprio will go, well, gun control. Guns are bad, too. And Meryl will go, I think marijuana should be legal. Oh, I do. Like that. And I think that would be really funny because you would just be, it's just so contrived. And I don't even disagree a lot of the time. I'm hip. I'm down with the causes. That's definitely, you know, those are words you definitely want to hear from a guy who looks and sounds like me. <laughs> 
But it, it's just something that you can hate watch because you just, since everybody hates listening to celebrities so much and they love to hate watch them and just click their button, you know, it'd be, it'd be entertaining. And fuck, do it with rappers. Get the most controversial rappers to just say woke shit to each other in a versus. Not music, just woke shit. So you'll get Ludacris going, yeah, I think we need prison reform. And Snoop will say back, yeah, well, I'm pro-choice. Your body, your choice. Your bizzle, your chisel. I think it's something that we should at least workshop. I'm writing that up. I'm, I'm flying to... Ho- when this is all done, I'm flying to L.A., and I'm optioning this too. And and it's going to be a hit. I will make it be a hit. I will manifest something. My inner suburban white girl is coming out when I say this. I will manifest a celebrity woke versus. Get get obscure actors even. Get some get 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 some people that people haven't seen in years like Molly Ringwald, Anthony Michael Hall. The kid from Stuart Little, Jonathan Lipnicki, that kid. Nobody's seen him in years. I don't even think, I think he's just, I think he just lives at Tom Cruise's place. He just fucking hangs out in the basement in a torture chamber, just on Reddit. Get those guys, and they'll just say, you know, they'll they'll have a political debate. The guy Alex Winter, the guy who plays uh, Bill from Bill and Ted, get him to host. Be a great job opportunity. And then the winner of the show gets their own Vice TV documentary. Where have they been? It's just Anthony Michael Hall looking for needles on the ground, just whatever he's doing. I'm, I'm sure he's doing okay. Yeah, it's a weird one. I got my COVID test back. I am negative. Uh, I didn't get the results. I like on the website. I actually had to phone them, and and really shake the results out of them, if you will. They seem kind of annoyed that I was phoning too. I'm like, it's been over a week. You said three to four days. I'll have the results back, and it's nothing. Everybody, everybody I know who's gotten tested has gotten the results back within a couple of days. My first test, I got it within a couple of days. But for this one, for some reason, I don't know if it was the guy, if I pissed the guy off or something, or because I didn't have symptoms, the guy thought that I, you know, I was a lesser priority. But I was, I was on death's door. I feel. I was in a home inside a house for a week and a half with two people who had tested positive. I felt like every day I was shaking hands with the grim reaper himself it was it was terrifying i've now been through something i can write a book about or do a second podcast about no but uh, i said in my last podcast that i served as kind of the tiebreaker because my mom and my oldest sister they tested positive but my dad and my youngest sister they tested negative so i was kind of the guy who was like Okay, what kind of fa- what kind of family are we? You know, are we people who are you know who are just sick, gross savages, or are we people who are you know are we are we eating good foods with lots of nutrients that are keeping us healthy? 
And uh, I think that it was the latter. Um, but like my dad, my dad loves to cook and he cooks like, he cooks like foreign foods. I honestly believe that it's him trying to overcompensate for not being Italian enough. We got about an eighth. My mom always said we have a drop of Italian and it was just on my dad's side. And it was some guy who probably came from Naples or some like whatever, one of the Northern places. I don't know where Naples is on the, on the boot, but, uh, I'm, uh, Yeah. I'm I'm impressed with his cooking and and how well he's done. He's a, he's actually a very good cook. There are few meals that he's cooked for me in my lifetime that I've been disappointed with. I I I should say. I mean, he put bread in stew one time, like actual white bread in stew, and he was trying to experiment, and uh, we were not happy with it at one point. But again, like spoiled suburban family, and uh, he was hurt. He was frustrated that we didn't like it, but it's like, come on, like get it together. But he he's generally a a good cook. I'm I'm being genuine when I say that. I mean, the Italian food he cooks, it's like it's actually it's like being around a guy, like an actual Italian, not a one eighth Italian, not a one eighther, not a not a one eighter, but like a guy who's just off the boat. Knows how to cook the good shit. Like, we never just had spaghetti. It could never be spaghetti. It had to be spaghetti with a sophisticated, like, hyphenated name, right? Or, like, a really sophisticated, like, ethnically Italian, you know, it it was never, it was never, not even angel spaghetti. It was just, like, it was, like, bonapicella spaghetti, or, like, something that you couldn't even pronounce, really. Or it was gnocchi or risotto or something else. Like it, it was never a dull moment in the Italian food department. But I mean, he is he is genuinely a good cook, and I I want him. You know, when he retires or something to open a restaurant, I think that's his dream, and I want him to go for it because he's very good at doing it. I want him to at least take a chance. Although I don't know, he he might just be a guy who's just you know cooks for his family, and that's what a lot of people do. That's what a lot of people do. But I've always uh, asked him, you know. If hypothetically he was ever to be on Kitchen Nightmares or do one of those cooking shows with with Gordon Ramsay, if you if Gordon Ramsay was in our kitchen, if he just his entitled ass just fucking came through our door and fucking sat down and said, "Cook me your best plate. Cook me your best plate, or I will cut you in half with my samurai sword." I, I've I've always you know, I've I've run that idea by my dad, and he says, you know what? No, I'm confident cooking for him. I'm 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 really confident that I would impress Gordon Ramsay with my cooking. I'm like, okay, well, that's bold. I'm glad that you think that. And quite frankly, I want to make this happen. I I want to get in touch with him. Hopefully, when my when my woke versus show becomes big. I'll get his attention. Maybe we'll get him on the show to start talking about something woke, of uh, like a, a woke idea of his. Like, waitresses should get tipped more. Waitresses shouldn't be sexually harassed. Bit of a lisp there. I don't know. Got to work on it. Things like that. I don't know. I'm sure Gordon Ramsay behind the scenes has a few things that he doesn't want maybe uncovered. 
I've always wondered that, like, when every time I watch that Kitchen Nightmare show, I think, like, when's it is to, is this going to be the episode where he walks in with a submachine gun and just says, "If this fucking deep dish pizza isn't great, everyone in here, say goodbye." Although I think that's very not British. The Brit the Brits just kind of smile, yell at you a little bit, and then steal your land. That's. So he'll just go in. If, he, if he's disappointed with what you've made for him, he'll just go in and say, All right, this is my restaurant now. Everybody get out, you pillock. I love those British insults, you pillock. I'm going to adopt that and bring that here. Next time I'm in a political argument with somebody, you know what? You're being a bit of a pillock, buddy. Excuse me? Look it up. You watch Kitchen Nightmares? Uh, that's why you're working behind the counter at McDonald's. Now, uh, <laughs> you don't know how to cook. Now, if you can just get me my supersized unsalted fries, and I'll be I'll be out of here. Throw in an apple pie as well. Yes. I got to tell you, my sleeping habits have not been good lately, and I got to turn it around. I got to do something. And I think it's just the classic story of a young guy who's living on his own. But I've been in this apartment for two years, and it's really starting to get to me. This this quarantine, it's really – that's why I've been back and forth at my parents' place, which I I think I got to fucking grow up and kind of face it that, okay, like I'm out of there. I can't just keep going back and – chasing old memories of, of hanging around in the old neighborhood, and especially this time when there's nothing open. I, I really should just find a way to fucking deal with this and pull my boots up and and uh, figure it out. And, and mainly I should toughen up a little bit. But my, my sleeping habit, I've just been up all hours of the night. Like I'm, I'm recording this at, you know, it's one twenty right now. I'm trying to do things right. Again, the booze gone. Smoking gone. I'm trying to eat a bit healthier. I'm exercising. But the sleeping part, I'm going to bed at like 4 or 5 in the morning sometimes. And then I'm waking up at, because I got to do work, at 10. So it's just an endless battle. And I think, and this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately, but I almost feel as if, I was I I was more of an adult. I was more mature when I was living with my parents. Right now, in the situation that I'm in, where I'm in my by myself in a studio apartment, I feel like I'm just living out an extension of my childhood because I just get to do whatever I want. Mom and dad aren't around. I can eat a fucking bowl of ice cream at 2 a.m. If I need to jerk off, I can just do it. I can just do it in front of the mirror. There's no one here to watch me. Except for the camera in my laptop, which I have taped off. Again, I enjoy I enjoy doing it. I enjoy living on my own. I'm I'm grateful to be able to do it. Squeezing by, but I'm grateful to be doing it. But there's just certain things I have to certain realities that I need to grasp. Anyways, uh, I'm going to leave it there, guys. Something's Odd Podcast. 
Instagram. Follow on Spotify. Tak it is.